Hello, and welcome to Confidently Wrong, a show by regular dudes talking with confidence about content we have no right to speak about with any kind of authority, but do it anyway. I'm Wesley Nakamura, and as always, I'm joined by award-winning director Brian Redondo and Savon Jones, aka Captain Bonnie. This is episode 125, and we soar above the clouds while discussing the HBO series My Adventures with Superman. I'm confident that it's going to be the best show you've ever listened to, and well, hey, if it's not, you can always ask us for a refund. Hello, gentlemen. Welcome back. Confidently wrong. We got a full complement of hosts. And I got a bone to pick with you, gentlemen, because on the last show y'all did by yourselves, by yourselves, I said, let me trust these guys to put on a show. And then they straight up roasted me for 10 minutes straight. This conversation is not on our agenda. Not even about me. Uh, Just, just. Knocking down my uh, lack of style, my uh, my inability to uh, to focus on what's important. It was, we weren't uh, roasting you. We were no, just it answering was, the question. It was a humbling to, to listen to that. I swear I almost threw that whole show away just to spite you guys. How you going to lock on to the negative stuff? But we also said you'll be a great parent. We said your kids going to be responsible and know how to file their taxes. You, see, look, that's what's wrong with people, Brian. They only hit that a negative stuff. That though. You absolutely dismissed all of no. that. You were like, you know, he's going to be a good parent, but let me tell you about this other thing. We <laughs> gave you an open-faced compliment sandwich. <laughs> hey, I, the way I see it is the compliment far outweighs the thing that I was roasting you about. Like if it, would right. you? How would you like it if we just straight up called you a bad parent on this podcast? This dude is a deadbeat, but he got <laughs> right. <for days. laughs> he's the droopiest man I ever know. He's also the worst dad I've ever met. Like if you really want that? This man just hands his kid blunts all day long. Tastemaker. <laughs> But we go, dude dropped his baby we go, in the trash. We're going to tell a story about how Wes lived when he said he just left Kaya in the room. Why <laughs> was you doing that, Brian? He said he left the baby in the room while I was playing cards. He said if she cried. In fact, you shouted yeah, him out for that. Night. I was there. You shouted him out for that thing. Shout out to Wes for just being able to feel comfortable <laughs> letting this child cry herself out in the room. She'll be all right. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> look. Look. So... Plus, here's the thing: it's it's easier and to be <laughs> needs more drip. Yeah, oh, it's easier to become more stylish than it is to become a better parent. I think that's fair. That's fair. I it think takes a lot more introspection. Is it? I, I, I don't know. Yeah, that's I, why I said I the think. The older I, was like, I get, the the more style confounds me. <laughs> well, I'll send you guys my address. You could you could hook Kaya and Eliza up with the <clears throat> with the new drippiest. Oh, that's the other thing. I guess uh, we uh, I was not on the last show because we had uh, we were having our baby baby. Um, she is now two and a half weeks old. She's still very tiny and very small. Her name is Eliza. Um, so welcome to the world. Welcome to our newest fan. Congratulations, Airhorn. <laughs> who, who gave birth to Eliza? Was it you or Jen? It was Jen. Okay. Jen did, okay. Jen did all the, the hard, hard carry. Clearing that up. I did. I did none of that. Um, it's been going pretty normal so far. We had a a pretty scary moment. We had to take her to the hospital last week, and she was there for four days. Uh, luckily, nothing serious seemed to come of it. Um, it was just torturous for her parents, but. Ultimately, I think she was fine for the most part, uh, even though she did have a fever for a little bit. So uh, this show, glad she's okay. we're going to talk about glad to hear. She is She is doing great now. We're, we're excited. Uh, just trying to limit her contact. You know, Kaya is a germ magnet because she goes to daycare. So 
that's enough germs, I think, that are going to be in our household. So we're just trying to limit her contact with uh, with everyone for a little bit. So you're like sequestering up. the sisters. You're sequestering your own children uh, from each other. There's no way to keep them apart, though. Kaya is too much into everything. She is very curious about all the things, including the baby. She wants to hold it, squeeze it. You know, it's like, whoa, we're not doing the uh, the Lenny here. Let's uh, let's go gentle on the squeezy yeah. squeezies here. Fall back, Elmira. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this show, this is uh, our latest episode. It's going to be about a new HBO show called My Adventures with Superman. Yeah. Uh, It's an animated show. Savan, you're going to tell us what it was about because I told you earlier, I'm just bad at the recaps, bad at the preview. Even though he finished it. Savan's going to do it. He's going to stick it for 60 (laughs) seconds. Let us know. You're the only one amongst us that watched the whole season. (laughs) And I I would be terrible. You're passing the buck. You don't want you don't want me to do the preview on the premise on what's about for one because I talk too much, and for two because I have no memory, so I would just be talking about random things for okay, a bit. That part, come on. What's the show about? So my adventures with Superman is kind of a pseudo origin rise to greatness story of our favorite, you know, Kryptonian Clark Kent Kal-el, aka Superman. So the premise of the show is that you get your basic Superman story, right? We know that he's an alien from space, godlike abilities, uh, grew up in far Smallville, Kansas, works as a reporter. And we still keep those key elements of his origin story. But the tone is very different. This is kind of before this is the beginning of him crafting his Superman identity. Even from the inception of the show, we learn about how he discovers his powers as a kid. But he doesn't really understand his origin yet, his history, where he's from. In some of the earlier previews, we're still he's still learning about his powers. And regardless, as the show has kind of throughout this run of this first season, this is the beginning of him being Superman. So in, in most other interpretations of the character we've seen, at this point, he's a full-fledged Superman. He's been doing this for a while. He's known around the world. Everybody knows who he is. He's the man in blue, you know, the American hero, all that good stuff. By the beginning of this show, no one knows who Superman is. In fact, we see him do his first caped heroics as Superman. And so a lot of the show focuses on, one, how does the world react to this new mysterious hero? And then also it leans heavily into the actual Clark Kent identity and what his relationship with his friends and peers looks like, which I think is very different from other versions we've seen, mainly because this is a younger version of Clark. He's like Brian. What if Brian West? What would you say? How old? Like I don't think they gave like a hard age. Well, what is he like? Late they're interns at the Daily Planet in this. So does that mean they're in college, straight out of college, something like that? Well, he lives in a dorm. So let's say you know what? Let's say he's college age. I think we'll just we'll go with that because he has a dorm he lives in. So this is someone who's college age. So he's late teens early 20s at most most other versions of superman we see him as a full-fledged adult who's kind of mastered the supermanness of his job this is very much him still coming into his own and figuring out what that is and so that's very tonally different and just time frame different from other versions we get where he's yeah he might work for the daily planet but he's actually already a reporter or he's already been long-term dating lois so he's already been fighting heroics for ages we also see origins of a lot of his villains in rogues gallery too. So this is very much a rise of Superman. How did he, what are the early formings of the Superman story look like? Very different from what we've gotten in the past. Yeah. They kind of pull in from different places. Like 
it's like Smallville, but he's a little bit older, right? He's not in high school anymore. Um, but it's not as old as maybe, you know, Superman and Batman Adventures or as established as, you know, Batman v Superman. He's not he's not in that era or even the newer, the Lois and, and Clark uh, show. Superman here, he's voiced by Jack Quaid of uh, in, in what, what show is he's on? The Boys. The boys. Um, Lois Lane uh, is voiced by Alice Lee, who I'm not familiar with her work. And Jimmy Olsen is voiced by Ishmael Shahid. Um, so before we sh- uh, hop into the show and all the great things that they're doing, how do we feel about Superman as a character? I think Savan's opinions are well known uh, at this point about how he thinks Superman is uh, bland and, and just OP and not interesting. Uh, Savan, is that does that rightly sum up your your opinions? Yeah, I've pretty much never been a Superman fan. The idea of just this, you know, white guy from space with godlike powers who is pretty much has all the powers to me has always been very boring. Which it'll be fun to talk about this show because uh, this has dented my this has very much put a big dent in that opinion that I've held for ages. But generally, I found interesting. Him, generally, I found him to be kind of a boring, too much of a Boy Scout character, and hard to relate to, and uh, that's that's always turned me off from the character. But uh, I mean, yeah, that hasn't that. Yeah, the show has dented that, but that's where I've always stood historically. Brian, I mean, I'm definitely on that side of the fence too. Like, Superman is the most boring superhero of all time. What like, he is legit the Ed Sheeran of comic books. <laughs> like. Wh- <laughs> Like what like what do we even want to get out of this character? He's you know, he's he's overpowered, he's godlike powers, uh he's the he's the ultimate boy scout, always trying to do what's right. <laughs> no weaknesses except like the weird A rock that everybody art. gets their hands on for some reason. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just a lot of silliness, right? And I think you know, he being like one of the first superheroes in comics, things have really evolved since then. So like Su- Superman got antiquated real quick uh, and he's just we're just left with a boring character as a result. Right. Like like this guy has all the powers of like so many other superheroes combined. <laughs> he's always the you strongest know, he's like Cyclops. He's Flash. He's Hulk. He's. <laughs> you know any character that can fly it's just it's just absurd and his stories just haven't been all that interesting you know like um there's there's very little in my mind to do with superman which is kind of interesting right to savant's point that you know this show comes about and tries to tell a little bit different of a story Look, put it like this. There's a re- I think you're both wrong. Well, well, look, what, this is what I'll say. There's a reason why everyone and their grandma decides the best way to make this character interesting is to do an evil Superman, right? It's why we have Omni-Man. It's why we have Homelander. It's why we have Injustice Superman. It's why we have this niche comic called Irredeemable that was another just like villain, superhero, god character who goes bad. Like, it's really, there's a reason why people keep twisting that character into evil versions because that ends up being more interesting than what you have to work with which again it'll be fun to unpack this show because i'm willing to concede i was wrong in certain areas but hey wes come on what you what you got to say <laughs> i mean the ed sheeran of comic books that sounds like a plus to me brian <laughs> <laughs> well, he really said that with I his chest to too you, wes um, with a saints jersey on god gonna strike you down so hey you know gotta <laughs> it's it's the first day of the nfl season 
we're we're into the it. First today. day was Thursday. Yeah, th- yeah. I didn't mean, the Lions beat the Chiefs? Did that count? Yes, if the Lions beat the Chiefs, they I feel did. like that counts. They did beat the Chiefs. You hear me? Um, the first the first you know day where everybody else plays. So we got um we got Superman, and I I I can see where you're coming from. That like there's there's a lack of like complexity in terms of where he where his like motivations are at and that kind of stuff and that he has a lot of powers and so that presents like an interesting problem of like well what villains do you throw at him but i think what i loved about superman growing up was the fact that like he always showed or he almost always showed that impulse of how do i do the right thing and i think for me as a kid growing up it was like oh this is someone who like is always trying to do the right thing it sets a great example i think for kids to like look at a, a character who does do those things and isn't conflicted about like, oh, is good, like is choosing good the right way to be. As an adult, I think maybe like you you miss some of that that like complexity or that that um uh depth is not the right word, but of of a character in in a show. But I think for a kid's character or uh that's that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? Like it makes it very easy for kids to tell, here's the bad guy, here's the good guy. And writers do a pretty good job of making it hard for Superman to choose between two bad options. I think is where ultimately you make it hard for him is does he save Lois and his friends or does he save the world? Does he, you know, sacrifice himself and end up in like a totally different dimension and leave Earth vulnerable? Does he compromise his values and punish Lex Luthor or does he let Lex Luthor go because of whatever XYZ, you know, plot armor he's got. And those those choices that he has to make, I think that's where you find interesting things for Superman stories. Um Right. It's like every <laughs> superhero story ever. What a great power comes great Spider-Man and Mary Jane. Like what? Superheroes been having to choose between saving their loved ones and the greater good. Yeah. That's the whole point of being a superhero. Okay, so there's nothing wrong with that. But it's not unique to Superman. This is not his cross to carry of, oh, man, this is what really makes Superman stories. That's all superhero stories, except they they don't have godlike powers. (laughs) Sometimes it's a Joe Schmo. I still like it. Sometimes it's a Joe Schmo who got to do the same thing, except you can't fly halfway across (laughs) the world. But he can. On your bumper. Plus, Wes, I like flying. Wes flying wants to cool. watch the Boy Scout movie instead of like the John Wick badass. Yeah, movie. you want to watch that's, this? I mean, that's this, really what we're saying, right? Here, right? What is this Veggie Tales bullshit this man won't put on? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's where we stand on Superman. Apparently, we don't we don't agree. We're on different islands here. Um, so this show shows up on HBO. It also is an Adult Swim show, which Savan found kind of kind of uh, peculiar because of its. It actually isn't very uh, violent or adult themed. It's very PG. There's um, obviously a lot of fighting, but there isn't like blood and gore and stabby stabbies and and things like that. Um, what what does this show? What do you think? Like having it be in these different places, it being kind of PG. What does that mean? In in your like, how did that affect the, how the show landed for you? What's your feelings on on how Superman here was reimagined in this kind of format? Um, for us it's not the henry cavill version it's not you know the brandon routh version or or the even the injustice version right it's a it's a very different version of superman how did this uh kind of work for you brian where are you at on this one yeah so stylistically the show uh it's important to say that it's it's got an anime style Mm -hmm. right it's it's probably kind of a combination of like og justice league but more so with Maybe like a Pokemon style, maybe uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender style. So that's very much 
ingrained in the aesthetic and also in the tone and and storytelling of of what's going on in the show. So that means that like you know Lois and Clark, whenever they get together, they you know they get the weird yeah like, the little blush. anime blushy yeah. face. And, you know they yeah. get the lines under the eyes. Uh, when somebody's angry, maybe like you know you can't see their eyes anymore because they're angry. So you have that sort of thing going on. And so they they bake it into the storytelling. And that means that the characters, you know, are acting in sort of these sort of like juvenile kind of like kid friendly ways that we talked about. Um, And I think actually as a result, it kind of makes them more relatable, right? Like that, that is kind of the thing that makes the last airbender great or the thing that makes a lot of anime great is that oh like these are kind of bonkers characters they're like big personalities um but they are wearing emotions on their sleeve that you get to see and experience and so it's kind of interesting right because you know i said you know superman is the blandest of the bland but clark (laughs) kent in this series because it's because they chose to tell this section of his life and in this style, suddenly he, he kind of becomes like a, like a cute shy boy, um, which is, which is kind of fun uh, if I'm being honest. And then you have the whole romance aspect between him and Lois. Uh, You know, one of the things I think that they're going for here is um, kind of the shoujo anime style, right? Like the opposite of shonen, which is meant for, teen boys shoujo is like the anime that's geared towards teen girls that's, that focuses very much on romance and relationships and so you kind of like have you know cartoon hearts uh you know in people's eyes every time lois and clark are together and you know they have this flirtatious relationship going on uh you know you see little moments where they might have physical touch or they say something at each other or they're caught you know extending their glance too long at the other one and it's it's kind of really endearing right it's you know it's like high school romance it's cute romance it's like puppy love uh and that is you know i gotta say maybe i maybe i'm a softie like i i kind of enjoy <laughs> watching that it's, it's it's cute it's like a a rom-com but then around it you have you know the superman fight action sequences uh which Surprisingly, are really great. Really good. Show. Yeah. So uh, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting mix. It's de- it definitely feels like a kids show, but at the same time, you know, like ready to ready to eat for you know the older fans out there, or just like anime fans generally. Oof. Ooh, who let that man Brian cook? He is mm, delicious. Mm, mm, I like what's <laughs> cooking in this kitchen. Yo, uh, I got that hot pot for you right now. Oh, let's go. <laughs> no, I'm going to hard agree with pretty much everything. Like, first of all, retweet to everything you said. Uh, you talking, you talking that talk. I am yeah, agreeing across the board. But uh, on that same note, right, the, the tone, it being more kid friendly. What works is that we talk about Superman being the Boy Scout character, which lends itself to a more wholesome tone for the show. But what works well is that this show even though it's called My Adventures with Superman, the show is really about Clark Kent. And, you know, maybe and that's part of why Smallville was such a good show, right? Because it's centered on Clark Kent as a person rather than just like the Superman hero. The Superman was an extension of Clark. 
And this show, I'm not super deep in yet, but it has a very similar tone. But what works with that, to your point, Brian, is that it lets you actually characterize Superman. Oh, not Superman. Sorry, it lets you characterize Clark as a person. What is his personality? Who is he when he's not doing his heroics? Because for at least the first chunk of the show, he isn't doing heroics. He's just trying to do his day-to-day job. And so you see what kind of person he is. And it tracks that he's shy, chill, not super confident, not super sure of himself, but has a strong moral code, which is consistent with the character, but is done in a way that's much more interesting because you're putting him in real life or scenarios that feel more relatable to the average person. Like there's the part when Lois, you know, tricked them into going, tricked him and Jimmy into going through the investigation at the docks for the pictures for the robots. And Clark's just like pointing up, hey, you lied. Like you manipulated us, you lied. I didn't, that wasn't cool. You know, I'm naive and we're over our heads. And I'm like, yo, that's a very real reaction to someone lying to you. But it was still done in a way that felt true to how the Superman Clark Kent character behaves. So those situations inherently make him more relatable. Throw his youth on top of that, which, again, lends itself to the kid friendly tone because he's kind of more wholesome. But it lends itself into just a much more believable, relatable character because we've all met people in our lives who are like that almost cheesy want to do the right thing paragon of trying to be wholesome and do the right thing we know people like that in real life and so getting this right (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) but getting to see them express that in regular more grounded scenarios not just oh i have to save the world type stuff feels much more earned and relatable and it has me more bought in on the character on top and then you just watch his interactions with his peers the writing just makes them all feel like real organic people having real conversations he you know he makes bad jokes. He's awkward. He's goofy, which, again, I know they try to always portray Clark Kent as that type of character. But really giving him the lion's share of the screen time and lines is what makes that is what sells me on that. And I think in the past instances of the character, I'm not quite sold on that. But his like lack of confidence and lack of self-assuredness really brings this character to life and makes me bought in because, yes, he has got like power, but he's just a dude trying to chill and he's like kind of like a i don't want to say a reluctant hero but he's doing it because it's the right thing not because he wants to be a hero necessarily he still wants to just be clark kent first things first and that uh makes for a very compelling show which recognizing that a lot of other versions of superman they go the they go they they zig instead of zag right if we're gonna make this very adult themed violent very mature but you don't have to do that to make a relatable character and this show is doing a great job of that. And again, to Brian's point, the art style also sells at home. The characters are expressive. They're vibrant. They make the emote hard. You're not used to seeing Superman. He's usually really stoic and like very even-headed. You don't really see him being goofy or silly and caught in awkward moments. Like You don't see other versions of that. Even in Smallville, even in Justice League, even Superman the animated series, you don't really see him just off his game, off of sheer awkwardness rather than oh, kryptonite knocked me off my game. It's ve- it's a very humanizing interpretation of the character. Yeah, most Superman content, Clark Kent is the disguise, right? And the show or movie or comic is usually about Superman. This show, I think, is the opposite. It's like Clark Kent is the character. Superman is the secondary thing going on. Amen. So much more, much more like Smallville in that way. Yeah, but goofier. But like, I think that's the real thing. Yeah. Like, goofier in terms of the animated, the tone, the age of the character. I mean, granted, 
even if the characters are technically younger in Smallville, I think the tone made the characters take themselves a little bit more seriously compared to like this animated one where again, you if you bump into a girl you like, your face turns red and you're like, you know that like all of that, like all just of, like real life. Yeah, like the, the animation style is what really opens it up of crossing like what was good about Smallville and what was good about the Superman animated series. Like this show does a great job of kind of melding the youth and human element of Smallville, but then the animation and what you can do with more less grounded expressions of characters that you can't do with live action. Yeah, I think I, I like that you were pointing out that Clark Kent was kind of goofy a little bit, uh, you know, not self-assured in this one because we've seen that before in like Christopher Reeves in the Christopher Reeve version mm-hmm. in the eighties, but that was mostly an act, right? That was the cover so that no one would recognize him when he was his assured self in this one, it actually, it's, it's who he is. It's Clark, a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Clark is actually not uh, like not self-confident yet. And he's not really sure what he's going to be doing. Right. He Lois Lane asks him as Superman, like, what are you, where are you from? What are you for? What do you want? And he's like, I don't know. She's like, what powers do you have? And he's like, I don't know my full powers yet. And she's not satisfied, but it's him realizing like, he doesn't actually know who he is fully yet. Um, and that leads to him not having the confidence as Clark Kent and as Superman fully. And, mm-hmm. and this show kind of explores a little bit about that. Um, so I like that you pointed that out, that this is something I I mean, maybe this has been explored in other other uh, movies or properties or comics before, but not one that I've seen um, where Clark is actually pretty, you know, not confident about who he is as a person yet. Um, he, he does have a sense of virtue. He knows like what morally is correct but he doesn't know who he is or like how he's going to impact the world yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, he literally as a kid find like there's like, I think a scene that was really good in hindsight, right. Is that he has a chance as a kid to learn about his origin. Cause his parents try to explain to him, Hey, this is something that you should know about. And he straight up rejects it because you know, again, that lack of confidence, it's terrifying, it's, terrifying, it's scary. <laughs> Actually F this, I'm going to yeah. just go to my mom and dad and just go do what's safe and still be a good person. But it's not like, you right. know, he doesn't he doesn't reopen that until decade later, basically. So all of that lends until we learn who Clark Kent is as a person. And I again, I'm with you. Superman being the confident front is a much cooler interpretation of the character than Clark Kent being the front for this infallible paragon of good and power. Yeah, well, he's not even confident as Superman, but as Superman, he's always willing to do the right thing, I guess is kind of where how I would phrase that. Um, all right, so we talked about kind of the background, a little bit about the characterization of Superman here and Clark Kent. How do you feel about the show itself so far? I know, Savan, you said you only watched maybe three episodes or so, and Brian, you've watched about five, which is about half. There's This is 10 episodes for the first season. Um, what for you guys works? What doesn't? What stands out to you? Um, for me, I think what stands out to me about this show is this is my probably my favorite interpretation of Clark having a relationship with his significant other. In this case, it's Lois Uh, in other versions. It's been Lana or, you know, or Lois or whatever. But in this one, as they're both sort of not, they're both insecure, right? Whereas in, in many versions, Lois Lane is not insecure. Lois Lane is very much self-assured about who she is and what she wants and about her professional identity. Um, in this one, Lois is not. She's dealing with a lot of like insecurity about not having achieved what she wants to achieve yet. And so their relationship really kind of, it has like these nice ups and downs. It has uh, some moments where you really get invested in 
like, well, are they, are they going to work it out? Like, are they going to figure things out and how, how are they going to get past these different hurdles that they've found with each other? Um, and they're both very much like well-meaning people, but also, you know, they struggle with their own things and they struggle with their secrets, which is, um, which is kind of the main storyline of the show is like how, how the secrets can come between, come between friends and come between, uh, you know, potential, uh, lovers. Um, I don't know. And otherwise, though, I think in some ways, like to kind of go against what I just said, there was kind of like a flatness about most of the story and most of the characters. It was very like it was very much Saturday morning cartoon, very much, you know, weekday afternoon cartoon. And in some ways, I think maybe that's not you, it's hard to knock it. Right. Like Savan always talks about like judging the fish on its ability to fly yeah. like, I'm not, you know like i'm not sure that this show was meant to Is be a fish or a bird <laughs> it's a flying fish yeah i'm not sure that this show was meant to be all that complex and deep and um and make you like really question life questions right i don't think it was really exploring all of that in a in a in a new or novel way i think this really was meant to be like hey this is a fun show that kids can enjoy from probably eight to all the way to you know 18 um was kind of kind of the 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 goal here much like the way that we talked about tmnt a couple of couple of episodes ago um there there was some aspects of this where it was just like hey here's the bad guy here's superman solving the problem or like here's the relationship problem here's clark and lois working it out together and and that was kind of it. It wasn't necessarily about like made for us to investigate further, like the way that the world works or the way that human beings work. It was really just about that particular story and like nothing more than that. So I think in some ways there's that lack of, of applicability or this lack of like, I don't know, like meat to really chew on. Like once you watch the episode, like you understand the episode, there isn't like a need to rewatch it. There isn't a need to like go back and really like explore it, write an essay on it. It just is what it is. And then you're, you're kind of done. Yeah. So in some ways I, you know, I, I didn't love the show all the time because of that, but I also, maybe I shouldn't really like criticize the show too much for that because I don't think that's what they were going for. Um, I, as an adult viewer now would have preferred that there was more of that, but it just, it wasn't necessarily what I think the creators were necessarily going for here. Um, that The animation was great. The fighting was great. Action was awesome. Uh, so I, I love the show in terms of that. Um, and it reminded me a lot of like the Batman animated series. It reminded me a lot of Superman animated series in that like I could relate to it. I think an eight-year-old could relate to it. Like eight, you know, 10-year-old Wesley would have enjoyed this show immensely. So, I mean, I think there's a lot to love here. I think as an adult, I'm like, eh, I wish there was more. You know, <laughs> Brian, how did you feel about the show? Yeah, so I kind far? of felt the same way, uh, especially in the in the first few episodes. It, it it does feel like it's targeting a younger audience, and you know, as enjoyable as it can be, it it did feel like one, uh, you know, fluffy in some ways, right? And like, okay, here's yeah. some like kid stuff going on, and then two, also a little. A little boring only because we've been there, done that with Superman. Like we know Superman's story. So I was like, okay, he's he, he's in Kansas. He's in the cornfield again. And he's trying to learn about this stuff. Like, oh, how many times are we going to do this? But I will say that after a few episodes, it does it does feel like it gets in its groove more. The characters grow on me 
have grown on me more um, because because very much so this is not this is not a Superman story. It's not a big plot story. It's it's kind of like the relationship story, and I think that to me is kind of more interesting and fun. Um, and so, like that said, like one of the two, there are two things that have really stood out to me about this series. One is just that Lois is such a big part of the show. You know, she is, I, I mean, I think my adventures with Superman, the my in that is Lois, I'm guessing. And even, you know, even though it does get a little confused, like who's, whose story are we following here, Clark or Lois? Um, it's both of them. Um, but she is just like such a big personality. Um, you know, she's like, hurting Clark and Jimmy Olsen to, you know, go pursue these stories. She's like a hard driven journalist. Um, but she's also flailing, right. Cause she doesn't know what she's doing. You know, she's an intern. She's new. She's just like the rest of them. Uh, and you know, getting herself in trouble. And I think that is interesting as well as, you know, her budding and more complicated feelings arising, uh, from you know Clark and what's going on with him as Superman uh, and that kind of interplay. And then that brings me to the second thing that stood out to me is that really my adventures with Superman is 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 very much a queer story. It's like, you know, Clark is like ashamed of himself. He doesn't want to like burrow too deeply about like what's going on. Uh, in you know, with himself, uh, he doesn't want to reveal to others what he like, who he is, what he's capable of, uh, and it's complicating his romantic relationships. Uh, and then in mid-season, there there's basically a coming out episode, uh, and like his best <laughs> friend is like, "Yeah, I knew, <laughs> like I, I always knew," and it it didn't matter to me because it's the person that matters, and to me that. That strikes me as like so many coming out stories that I've heard uh, over the years. Uh, and, you know, I think from from that angle, like maybe that's where some of the nuance and depth is rather than like, you know, this crazy overarching plot uh, or some like really big moral questions that are uh, being dealt with. Like maybe it, it really is more about that that personal sense of discovery that that is happening here that that brings the show something new and different a little bit Mm -hmm. no sav did you enjoy the show so far yeah but i'm gonna um kind of agree slash push back with what both of y'all were saying so first of all i'm agreeing with brian in that this and we said it before this is a character driven show this is a relationship driven show this show doesn't make its bones off the action sequences although the action sequences are damn good. And I want to shout out the animation again because the animation, I don't want to say it carries the show because I think the character interactions and writing is what does the heavy lifting, but they did not skimp on the animation still standing out. The fight scenes are amazing. We really get this is a very fun interpretation of what Superman's power set looks like. Even his like super speed, you know, okay, he's not the Flash, but the way he zoop, zoop, zips around, punches stuff, has so much oomph. They really sell you on the strength of Superman, and that really helps with juxtaposing that against the meekness of Clark Kent. Like, you really do feel the power of the character in a way that I think even other animated versions didn't quite do. And that's the anime influence, because a lot of the anime leans heavily into not just fight scenes, but 
really dope choreography, fun colors. Like some of the fight scenes, I legit just like I want to watch it again because I've seen a lot of fight scenes with Superman characters, but never somewhere it feels like I'm watching an anime Superman fight. So that alone carries it, goes along. I want to like shout that out. But to your point, Wes, of and I want to and really this is just I'm going to make this point about media in general. Just because something can be for adults, something being for adults doesn't mean it has to be deep or complicated. I don't necessarily like this idea that, oh, for it to appeal to adults, it has to be complicated. I'm an adult and I like complicated stories, but I'm an adult who still likes simple, more easy to understand stories. And I think we unfairly associate that with children's media, which I don't think is fair. I think one of the best things about this show is that just because kids can enjoy it doesn't mean that it's marketed specifically to kids, because even the relationship parts of the show, the more I think about it, that feels a little bit more harder for kids to relate to of your relationships and the self-confidence and the figuring out who you are. Like kids can relate to that, but adults can relate to that too. And that doesn't have to be a complicated, super deep, overarching plot thing for that to be good. Because that's because I've watched shows that were targeted to kids and you can feel the difference between a show that's targeted to kids and a show that's targeted to everybody. And I think this Superman show is more of an everybody show. Like my mom, if she was in Superman, could watch and follow this show easily. My dad could watch. You could not watch any superhero media at all or Superman stuff. Put this on and follow the show extremely easily because the meat and bones of the show is the relationships, not the colorful cast of characters and all their weird powers and all of that. So I want to lean into that. And so what I'll also go with that is that this isn't Justice League Unlimited where you have a season-long Cadmus government. I mean, there's Cadmus in the show, and I know there's, you know, even Task Force X, and though they've hinted at that, and I know they're there, but this isn't Injustice Superman. Basically, a lot of the other versions of Superman leaned into those larger-scale conflicts that's about, all right, what can Superman do as a badass to stop this? But the conflicts in this show, and I'm sure it'll still pick up in tone later, but Clark Kent's issues are about his relationships and what that means for his powers, not how do I harness my power to save the world? And that's okay because that's what makes this show different from the other Superman things that we've got. So I don't want us to unfairly judge this show for something that we've already gotten from other Superman shows. And if we were to lean back into that, we're not getting the freshness that makes this show great. This is a show that is about Clark Kent, the person and his relationships. And while we're going to get Superman fight scenes and all that stuff, and you know, people will probably think, oh, Superman's too powerful we got to have a contingency. What if he goes rogue? All that is going to be a thing, but that's not what drives this show forward. It's how Superman builds relationships with his friends, his family, his significant other, his job, work-life balance. You know, like, uh, I didn't see the whole episode about, uh, like, I saw a clip on YouTube that was when he discovers his super, the hearing episode. Have you seen that one, Brian, where he discovers he has, I mean, I don't know, do you care if I kind of talk about it a little bit? Uh, you're muted, but I don't know. Do you care if I talk about it a smidge? No, no, go for it. So there's an episode where I saw, I saw this YouTube clip where Clark discovers his super hearing. And the super hearing turns him into just this neurotic, I have to go and help everybody because he's hearing everything. And like it shows the drawback of a super hearing power. And the whole bit becomes like, yo, bro, you literally are burning yourself out. But it was dope because it felt like a Clark Kent issue, not a Superman issue. But you're not going to get that in these other versions of Superman because, again, he's more self-assured. He's more experienced. He's not as green. But that wouldn't work trying to put that into these other versions of Superman because at that point, we already have this other version of the character that 
that feels almost out of line with. So I would say just embrace the relationship element of the show. This show has um, embraced that this show has amazing character interactions and relationship building, but still can balance it with dope action sequences. But don't be upset because the action sequences and like those Superman conflicts aren't the main focus of the show. Like that's okay. We've gotten that for ages. Let's just be happy with something refreshing and different. The Superman conflicts, to be fair, do become more a part of the show in the yeah. last few. Oh yeah, and I'm, and I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, and you know, obviously, I gotta finish the show. I'm sure that's the case. He spends more time in the suit in, by the end, is what I'm. Fair, saying. that's fair. And you know, I, I guess my question will be: I'm curious to see what does that mean for the Clark Kent element of the show. What does that mean? You know, is it do the lines get blurred? Is it Clark Kent in a Superman suit, or is it Clark Kent becoming Superman? If that makes sense, you know, like. Is he Clark Kent yeah. in the suit, or does he actually put on that Superman persona? Even the parts now we see him fighting as Superman, he's Clark Kent in a Superman suit. He's not Superman in a Superman suit. So I'll have to yeah. watch the rest, but I'm curious to see how that shifts. But like, even that is an important thing because when he's fighting, he's not just making the perfect moves and perfect strikes. He's getting sometimes mostly he's getting his ass beat on the slick, and it's not because <laughs> Superman can't beat him. It's because I think it's that Clark Kent mentality, confidence piece, but it makes for compelling entertainment. Yeah, he gets overwhelmed, clearly, in these fights. Yeah. yeah. All right. I think that's enough about the show for the most part. Uh, we'll talk about kind of our overall ratings, but I wanted to take a step back. Superman has showed up in thousands of different versions. We've kind of hinted at some of them. There's like the Smallville, um, what's his name, Tom Welling version. There's, you know, we've got the the little uh, attentioned Brandon Routh version. There's Henry Cavill's version, obviously. There's the Justice League, Justice League Unlimited versions. There's Superman and Batman Adventures. There's Superman, the animated series, you know, version. There's the comic book versions. Do you have, or and what is your favorite version of Superman? Um, Savan, what's your favorite version of Superman, even though maybe you haven't loved him? Uh, over the years. I mean, I'll, I'll, or you could, if you don't like any of the Supermans, I'll give you the option. You can talk about which Superman you hated the most. No, no, no. I'll talk about version I like. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'll stick with the spirit <laughs> of the question. I was actually a fan of Justice League, Unlimited, Justice League, and then Superman. Because that's all the same version. Superman animated series, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited. I actually enjoyed that <laughs> version, especially when they have the whole Catmus government plot of with Superman, the alternate version of Superman that kills Luthor and then the ramifications of that in their world and like, all and you know when Super Lex Luthor is trolling Superman into basically just doing evilish things or not evil things but stuff to like smear campaign himself. I enjoyed that version of Superman because again he felt a little more fallible and like okay he's Superman but you can still you're the right person you can still piss him off into doing dumb shit. But and call it recency bias, but I think this current version has already endeared me more than any other version because he feels the most flawed and human. He feels like mm. a real person. You know, I other versions of Superman, I think my biggest issue is he's so hard to relate to, but this chill, meek guy just trying to live his job and do the bright thing and all that feels very down to earth and relatable. And that's already won me over to him. Like him not being super cocky, but having a good moral compass, but ultimately being very shy and soft-spoken. And that being his actual personality, not a front really endears me and this is probably already one of my favorite iterations of the character brian does homelander count <laughs> probably not um i'm gonna go with the superman 
ver- the version of Superman that appears in the comic book series The Dark Knight Returns. The the classic Frank Miller comic where Batman is like old and grizzled, kind of <laughs> underground, and has to come back to fight Superman because Superman is just the lapdog of Ronald Reagan in like a conservative America. You know, he's the nuclear weapon basically, right? Because the Boy Scout is the Boy Scout. He's going to do what he's told. Uh, And everyone knows it's bad. So Batman comes back and has to take the guy out and has to use his wits to take out Superman I like that version because, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what Superman is. He <laughs> he's the nuclear you have a major warhead. Of Superman. I'm looking that, up like, this comic. It's really Ronald Reagan. Doesn't, he doesn't. He like he's adult, right? Like he, you know, he just follows orders, right? He's he's like the the guy that's not thinking straight. He, you know, he he doesn't have the moral complexity to really think this stuff through. Um, and yeah, you got to take them out. <laughs> uh, that's what Batman does. And I, I highly recommend this comic. This is like one of the best comic mini series, comic book mini series ever. I'll have to rent it. Okay. Or borrow it from the library. Um, what about you, Wes? All right. Favorite Superman version. I've loved a lot of them. Uh, I, I definitely think Henry Cavill's version is not my favorite because of Zack Snyder. So I don't think that's anything to do with Henry Cavill's portrayal of him. I just, the bad taste that Zack Snyder left in my mouth with all of those movies, just them being like so dark for, and like lack of any kind of like enjoyment or levity, uh, but also like lacking purpose in some ways just meant, meant that like that character, that version of the character to me is not my favorite in some ways. Like, the original, like Christopher, not original, but the Christopher Reeve version had more purpose, more, more charisma, more like more gravitas to watch and and enjoy on, on screen. I think, and and this may be just like a product of, of the timing was I probably enjoyed Smallville the most uh, with, with Tom Welling as, as Superman or Clark Kent, Um, partly because of what we talked about that we're getting to see a lot of his home life and his personal struggles. He's supposed to be in high school, even though he was probably like 30 when he was filming the show. Um, <laughs> but, but a lot of the things that they dealt with on the show were just things that like as a middle school or high school, or I don't know how old I was probably high school. Like those were just some of the things I was like, Oh, that's like kind of interesting. Or like, that's, you know, what, like, let's see what they do here. Uh, I like that he had a crush on Kristen Kruick, who was, you know, one of my, my childhood crushes at that point. Um, yeah. uh, what a cutie. Um, and then, yeah, just like. I don't know that that show, I think, and in the same way, like you get to see him build on his superpowers, right? Like he didn't have everything all at once. They just kind of came over time as the show advanced. I didn't watch that many seasons of it. So I think later on they start to bring in like a host of other, like a host of other characters start coming in um, that, that I have no idea what was going on there. So I just like when it kind of just stayed in there, it stayed in like the high school setting. It stayed in that town. It didn't involve like cosmic, uh, beings coming in, you know, eventually I think that starts to happen where things come from outer space and, and get involved. But the version of Superman where it's really contained to what makes being Superman difficult as a high schooler, I thought that was a, a great version of it or a, a really interesting version of it. I was bought in. Uh, so I have I have fond memories of that version of Superman. Um, 
and and frankly he wasn't superman very often right he mostly wore his plaid shirt and uh his work boots most of the time because he was mostly just a farmer working, he would fly working class bit, but... superman yeah. Sultan Yurt yeah. Superman. <laughs> the Midwest, yeah, Superman. He wasn't he wasn't actually don't know. Maybe he wasn't flying that much at that point. I'm not sure wasn't in the budget. how they how they, they didn't dealt have with the budget. <laughs> right. I <got> the, <laughs> Maybe just, that was he it. just ran really hard. Hey, they had a great budget though for Michael Rosenbaum's uh skull cap. He looked bald to me. Um uh, was I don't, he maybe like he young Lex Luthor? Is that who yeah, you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. Jeez. Was involved, maybe he show. shaved his head. Maybe he shaved his head for the show. I'm not sure. Anyways, that was my favorite. I uh, think we just, all agree that I, a flawed Superman is the best Superman. That's probably true. Yeah. yeah. Where he doesn't have all of his powers yet in full full regalia, full power. Yeah. But you don't have to go full Injustice evil Superman either, which it can be like Injustice was cool, but it gets old pretty quickly. Also, I want to give a what's that word um honorable mention to red sun superman i don't know if y'all have read or seen superman red sun i've only seen like a communist or something it's where he lands his pot lands in soviet russia instead during the cold war and he becomes like Mm. an asset of the russian of the soviet state and becomes their symbol of power but eventually he kills stalin overthrows it and becomes like it's really you know, it's kind of like an evil version, but like it's very it's it's a complicated version because he does some legitimately good things, but also it's like, hey, yo, bro, you tripping? <laughs> but it's a it's a fun it's a, it's not my favorite. You're working but it's in fun. support of fascism here, man. Like I don't know. <laughs> hey, yo, Isn't yo, he already doing that in America. Come on, <laughs> it's an honorable. That's an honorable, honorable mention version. All right. Fair enough. All right. So how are you rating this show? Should people watch it? What's the verdict? Uh, I'm sure there will be future seasons. They leave it open to that if uh, if enough people watch it. I'm going three out of five. Uh, I do. I, I think people who are into Superman shows or people with like kids who are in that like, you know, eight to eight to 14 range. They should watch it. They'll enjoy it. The family will enjoy it. Um, I don't think everyone... It's not a must-see for everybody, I think, for me. Um, if you got other things on your list, your queue, uh, go ahead and watch those first. To me, I, I think this is something you could... This is a cell phone show. You could have your cell phone out and still pay attention to what's going on. Well, I don't believe show. in cell phone shows, period. Because that just... To me, that just <laughs> yeah, feels like... That's atten- rude. That just feels like, oh, you just got a bad attention span. Don't blame it on the show. Blame it on yourself. If you can't be locked <laughs> into one activity at a time, that sounds like a you problem. Savan, how would you rate the show? Um, I would give this show like it's too early to tell, but I'll probably give this a solid seven point nine, if not eight out of ten. It's a good show. Right. The animation out of three, three episodes so far. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, okay. I like the foundation of what they've given me. Like, even though I haven't seen the rest of it, if they how they've just set up what this show is meant to be has already endeared me pretty hard. The animation is amazing. Like that is honestly. All right, you got. You got a limited amount of time right now. It's the beginning of the school year. Are you going to finish this show even though we're not going to come back and talk about it? I'll finish it. I don't know if I'm going to. Oh, he's going to finish it. I'm not going to necessarily pile drive binge through it, but it's a fun show. It's entertaining. You know who I recommend the show for? People who like DC or animated series shows, but maybe something. This is a good like palate cleanser. A lot of what I watch that's animated tends to be very violent. People getting killed. And I actually like that this is one that still has action, but is very much very people and relationship focused. That's actually a really nice palate cleanser for a lot of the other animated stuff I watch, especially for adult animation. But it still has that level of adult maturity in the writing of you don't have people dying 
or having awful shit happen to them for it to still be like engaging to you. Like I would tell Kendall, watch this show with the with the disclaimer that people are not gonna be getting blown apart and dying, but like it's a relatively easy to watch, enjoyable show. Fair enough, Brian. I think um, so. I think it's a good take on Superman. The show is growing on me. I'm starting to care about the characters uh, with every passing episode. So I'm midway through. Uh, But it's still kind of like a little too cutesy for my taste. Uh, And and it's it's not highbrow. Hi, Brian. (laughs) Oh, for sure. It's not. (laughs) It is at the bottom of that mountain. Uh, Elitist scum. And it's still super... (laughs) elitist hero and it's still a superman show so it's kind of like i know where this is gonna go (laughs) come on like we we know what's gonna happen here and like and so unfortunately i i'm partially knocking it for that and when you just think about all the other shows that are out there and even animated shows right like to me the thing that has caught my attention way more than this is is Fiona and Cake, like the Adventure Time spinoff, which is like so just extraordinarily imaginative. So, you know, I'm going to give my Adventures with Superman a 65 Red Suns out of 100. Uh, I, You know, I, I do think it's enjoyable, but is it must watch? Yeah. <laughs> is that a cat? Yeah. Meow. You know. <laughs> Sure. Six, 65 meows. We gotta start doing a letter grading go. system. I feel like these number systems, because a three out of five was is on the grading scale. That's a D. That's that's failing. That's a D. <laughs> if I go home that or a sixty, depending on what he's going, that's an F some places. Not, it's clearly not on the letter grade system. How you say clearly well, not? Clearly according to who? If there's a curve, if there's a curve, it could actually be an A. <laughs> oh you never God. know. Oh this show is like God. a solid right. B. Alright. It's not must watch, but it's not <laughs> bad. Say, yeah, yeah, I, it's I not bad. It. It's not bad. Yeah, I say that's what I want to tell people. Like, yeah, because I feel like you're three out of five. That feels like if I just say something to three out of, if I make dinner and someone says a three out of five, I'm like, well, get the hell out of my house. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like if you're yelping no. dinner, I'm not going three to a three out of five restaurant. All right, I want four. I want to give me four, four stars. What about three point eight? Would you go three point eight? Yeah, I'd go. Yeah, I think that's if very acceptable. If like I don't have to travel far. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go three dollar signs three point eight. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. But like, but it is a solid B. It does what it intends to do. It does it well. Doesn't mean that it's for everybody. But this isn't a show that was made with a lack of focus. So you know, some shows is like, what the hell are they going for? But this show, whether it lands or not with you individually, you see what more or less what they're going for. And I already can respect any show with a coherent vision, even if it's not going to be, even if that vision isn't inherently for me. Because there's shows that were made for me that were incoherent. This fish ain't flying. This fish ain't flying. That's okay though. But it's a but it's a it's a very competent swimmer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, friends, hit us up on socials, uh, Instagram at confidently underscore pod. Let us know what you think about my adventures of Superman. Would you like us to review or take a look at any new shows coming up? Let us know um, what you want to see or what you want us to talk about in the future. That's what you can DM us or you can put it in the comments for the show post. Let us know. Let us good shows though, here. not them trash shows. <laughs> what he said. <laughs> <laughs>